Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John, back with my girl, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I am so good. How are you? I know we're supposed to have the illusion <laughs> that this just like we're doing this on a different night, but we literally just recorded a podcast like 30 seconds ago. And so Nikki's had enough of me already for one night. No, not true. I'm actually, I'm in a very good mood because I like scarfed down dinner real quick in between our podcast episodes. I'm full, I'm happy, happy You're to see shoving you. Shoving food down your mouth hole. We in know. my mouth hole. You know yes. how it goes. <laughs> I know. I did the same thing. Say the second we hung up, I'm like, all right, where's the food? I got to eat something uh-huh. real quick. Uh-huh. That's that's how it works. So we're on a second of our uh, dad's episode. This one's really fun because it's the dad of our other bestie. So those of you guys that listen know that anytime Nikki's not on, Steph Chung jumps in and, and subs. And Steph has done uh, several games updates with me on Instagram Live and just an all-around great person. So we decided to ask her dad, George, or Papa Chung, as Nikki refers to him, to come on. George, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me on. Well, we're excited to have you on. You said you were nervous beforehand, but I, I got to tell you, as also as a girl dad, I got two girls. This is way easier than raising daughters. So there's nothing to be nervous about. Absolutely nothing. Well, if I say anything embarrassing, you know, I'm just going to catch hell for it from Steph for like the rest of my life. So. <laughs> oh, nope. So no pressure. Totally. Definitely not. We'll cut all that. If you guys hear weird edits, it's because we were like, we're going to save George. We're going to save him. Don't let him go and put it in the show. <laughs> But see, mine don't give me hell when I say embarrassing things. They're they're still at that age when they just roll their eyes at me. I think they're just so used to it at this point. Like they're 17 and 19 and almost 20 and 18. And they just roll their eyes. They're like, oh, there he goes again. You know, but I also haven't really embarrassed them on this podcast yet. And they don't listen at all. So it's they probably coming. So, George, uh, I'll start with the I'll start with just chatting about Steph, because obviously, as John mentioned, she's just uh, so near and dear to our hearts and very familiar to this podcast. But what has it been like for you watching her journey? Because I know she kind of, she started out in CrossFit like any of us, you know, walked into a gym one day and and uh, Jerry Paulson was just saying on our last episode when we were done recording that it was it was with Tim in his gym originally when while she was at Cornell that she started and then she, you know, making it to regionals, making it to games. We're in the last chance qualifier this season. Like, what has that journey been like for you as a dad? It's It's been a, a wild one. Um, you know, my wife, Kathy, she's always said that our kids take us places. Hmm. And, um, and Stephanie certainly has. Uh, she's always been very competitive. Um, as you probably know, she started out as a gymnast. Yep. Um, so we, we've traveled around New England um, for all our competitions. And, and I got to say, as you know, getting, getting older, getting, you know, watching more and more of, you know, your own children's competitions, it kind of, there's a little growth involved, you know, first you're just nervous and you want them to really do well. And then later it just kind of, you kind of mellow out and just say, you know, they're going to be fine. Um, but I'll tell you, watching, you know, Steph and her competitors and, and all these women. Now, the men, you know, they're beasts, right? Oh, but then yeah. watching the women do some of these workouts, it's it's amazing. Um, just in awe. And so there's a part of me coming back where I'm a little fearful, you know, as a parent. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, you know, I hope she doesn't get hurt or, you know. Um, so part of that has come back. Um, but the competition, just watching it from the stands, um, I'm thrilled. I couldn't be more proud, 
of, of Steph and her accomplishments. Well, it would be easier if she could stop just giving us all these heart attacks. You know, I know she's the comeback kid for a reason, but, you know, we got 2018 regionals where we're all biting our nails and crossing our fingers. And then granite, obviously, where she she had that uh, elbow injury in event one. And we're all just like, come on, last chance qualifier spot. Come on. So, okay. So this is the part where she's probably going to kill me. All right. Okay, so bring it on. Bring it on. So Steph, so Steph at age, I don't know, uh, three, four um, it's my turn. It's my turn to watch the kids and, and Steph, she's walking straight towards me. Um, and she just trips on absolutely nothing. All right. So, uh, very comical. Um, you know, she didn't get hurt or anything like that, but then she says, I want to do gymnastics. And that was the last, you know, sport that I think that she could probably do because, she just trips her on her own feet, but she did, obviously she did very, very well. Right. Um, so it just amazes me. Um, like you said, at 2018, um, Meridian, uh-huh. uh, regionals, um, Kathy and I were there. We met, we met a fantastic group of, um, uh, women from Switzerland. Um, they had their own, the owner was there and it was a whole box that came with them. And I guess they were followers of Steph. And then when they realized, that, you know, who, who Kathy and I were, it was great. Every day they came early, they watched everything and they came early and they reserved seats for us. They're, they're yelling us from the stands, you know, it's like, we got seats, we got seats up there. So that was our first taste of like, wow, what a community, what a great community uh, CrossFit has. And just watching the whole competition um, with that group uh, cheering us on. And eventually the whole section figured it out because they're telling everybody, they're turning around saying, you know, these guys, you know, these are the parents, these are the parents. And, and then everyone started rooting. And then, and for Stephanie to have that comeback the way she did, um, that, that was that I'm glad, I'm glad we were there and that we, that we witnessed that. So that goes it, down in history as like one of my all time favorite CrossFit moments. If you haven't, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, cause that was a little bit ago, go back and watch the video from the 2018 regionals. It was the last event. It was overhead dumbbell walking lunges and Steph was down in points and just she buzzed through there like she was born to do lunges like all these other girls struggling, dropping the weights and that and Steph was just like, I got this, locks it in and straight to the finish line. And I was like, this chick is going places. I don't even know her all that well yet. And I already am obsessed with her. It was amazing. So so it's a difference between being there and watching the live feed because sometimes the live feed they'll. Uh, they'll show you what, what, what you want, but being, being there live, you see the whole arena. So mm-hmm. it was really that moment where you can see, um, most of, um, the women there were taking breaks. There were, there were, I guess the terminology is going broken. You, there are segments that you have to complete. And, and if you fail on one segment, you got to repeat that whole segment again. And, and they were, and, and, and it was a hard, hard event. So, oh, yeah. so they're resting they're, after they finish one segment, they're resting. Uh, and then they pick up the weights again and, he's, and they start the lunges again. Um, and so when you see that, when, when Stephanie went unbroken, it was clear to everybody in the arena, what was going on. Mm-hmm. You see one person in one lane, just continuing. And then the crowd just really went, went wild and 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 it really it was just it was just that experience of actually being there that I thought was a little bit different than than watching it you know on on a live stream. I loved it. 
Was, was that the moment you realized Steph was actually pretty good at this? <laughs> uh, yeah, be careful, you know, be expectation, expectations wise, I think as parents, we just all want them to do well. Um, and I know that Steph is, you know, she's, she prepares well, she trains well, she's so disciplined. Um, yeah. You know, it's a whole new world where I learned about what you're, you're counting macros. You're like, you're weighing your food. I'm like, I see food and I eat it. Right. So, huh? oh yeah. So, so her discipline and her training is just astonishing. Um, and that moment or that week, we realized, holy cow, she, she has a chance, mostly because those, um, those Swiss women were telling us that I think, I think she's, you know, I, th- I think she's going to do it. Right. And we're like, no, we don't expect her, you know, you know, maybe top 10 would be awesome. Sure. Right? Sure. Um, but they were saying, no, no, I think, I think it is. And it says, and it says, I think they're going to be close enough that the fourth spot is up for grabs and the top four make it. And, you know, and then, so, you know, in the last event she did, she did, I, yeah, I don't remember. I don't think that lunge was the last event, um, because she ended up winning one event and that was yeah. the tiebreaker as I found out is yep. how CrossFit uses to break ties. And that's how she got how, how so she fun. got into the game. It was so fun to watch. There's something special about as a parent, like you, want, you always want your kids to do their best, but that's really all you want for them. You just want them to do their best, you know? And then when they win, like it takes your expectations so much farther. Like I, I just think back of all the times with my own daughters where I'm just going, well, I just hope they do well. And then right, all of right. a sudden you find out they're maybe the best at what they've been doing. Like I had this, my oldest daughter is notorious for not telling me anything going on in her life. Right. And she was running track and I, and I was running a lot of the time. So I would ask questions like, what are your split times? How fast is your mile? And she's like, I don't know. We never time it. And so I go to her first track meet thinking, all right, well, she's going to go out there and run and, you know, I'll watch these kids run in circles and that'll be that. And they hit the, you know, the gun goes off. And next thing I know, she's a hundred meters in front of anybody in the field. And I'm like, all right, well, she's going to burn out quick. And then she never burned out. And as a parent, you're like, oh, my God, <laughs> she's actually pretty good at this. <laughs> like, how did that happen? You know, so I can only imagine like, you know, that's like, you know, high school sports. I can only imagine in a stadium full of crazy CrossFitters screaming how that must have felt for you guys. Well, I, I think you, regardless of the level of the competition, um, you get what what I call the parents get this wow moment. Mm-hmm. where you realize, oh my gosh, I'm seeing something that something special is going to happen here. Um, and you, and, and your eyes are just, you know, you just don't want to miss that moment. And then, and then when it happens, there's a special feeling about being, you know, being a father, being a parent of like, wow. Um, I am, I'm, I'm so glad, you know, that that moment has happened for my child and, and the warmth, you know, going throughout your body. It, it's really just hard to g- describe, except, except that it's a what. There's no words. It's just like, wow. Oh, man. Nikki's hormonal, so she may start I crying. I know. I like was like, I'm second. tearing up. You guys can't do this to me when I'm eight months pregnant. Um, and you, Papa Chung, you've had that moment with more than one kid, too, right? Because you have two boys two more I have boys two boys uh one older than Steph and one yep. and one much younger and at least one is also an 
athlete, right? Or was a gymnast? Yes. So Addison, um, he's seven years younger than Steph. Um, he's a gym, he's a gymnast and he actually picked it up from, from, you know, attending all the Steph's practices. Um, I'm watching his older sister do gymnastics. Well, Come you know on. how it is. The youngest, right? Gets dragged everywhere. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> and, uh, and, and that's how it all started. But yeah, he, he just graduated. <clears throat> excuse me. He just graduated, uh, from Iowa. Um, he competed for the men's uh, gymnastics team there. And, uh, and, but he's done. He said, dad, I, I'm, my body can't take anymore. I'm done. I have seen videos of Addison just like hang out in an iron cross. Like <laughs> what, like what? I don't understand the athleticism that runs in the Chung family. It does not make sense to me. You made some seriously powerful kids. Well, the one that I don't understand is if you were watching the rings, right? So you're talking about the iron cross. They, they do this thing where they're flipping their hands are holding onto the rings and their body is just rotating around the rings. And I'm looking at that and I go, how does like the body not spin off from the arms? <laughs> you know, that's just. <clears throat> totally. Um, Matt and I decided no matter what, like this kid in my belly, he can do whatever the heck he wants in life. He can be whoever, it doesn't matter. But we decided that the moment we're allowed to put him in a program or in a sport, he's going to gymnastics. Because there's not a thing in life that gymnastics doesn't set you up well for. I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, the fitness that you go through to become a gymnast, um, even if you don't continue on, um, you know, to the highest level of gymnastics, uh, your body and your discipline is going to be ready for any sport that you pick right. up. Right. Exactly. Even just like the body awareness that it teaches little kids. That's like, that's kind of where I'm like fundamentally start. Cause I did dance as a little kid and it, it set me up really well. It totally messed me up when I was a teenager, uh, but it set me up really well, you know, with like balance and body awareness and starting to build muscles in the right places. So that's like, that's like where we're going to be at. And then I want to put them in hip hop dance classes because that's going to be make them cool. Don't make little Axel do hip hop. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> But sports like gymnastics, you're right, sports like gymnastics, um, you know, there's, there's other sports too, where it's 95% training and 5% competition. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones I, I feel like, you know, the, uh, the kids who go through those programs, they really understand discipline, training, you know, the hard work yeah. um, that's involved in just, just in the few competitions that they do. CrossFit is, is similar. It's training all year round competitions are far and few in between um now my other son Corey, he the older boy he's he was more in the mainstream sports he never did gymnastics but he was the football player mm-hmm. um the baseball player um and and watching so so the sports are different the the team sports versus the individual sports like you know maybe crossfit um, um, in, uh, individuals and gymnastics, um, a little bit different, I think, because there's teammates involved. So, right. You, right. You're relying on your teammates and you're trying to do your part. Um, so Corey had a, 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 a way different experience. Um, he's always been involved in, in, in teams that, you know, that, that had teammates either to rely on him or he relied on his teammates. Um, 
but he was he was also you know a very good athlete. I would actually say that he's probably in the twitch muscle arena. Um, he was probably the most uh, elegant or the most graceful. I think just very smooth. He made you know all sports right. Um, athletes make difficult movements look so easy. Right? Totally, almost out right? of disservice to themselves, don't you think? Like we like look at them and we're like, oh, okay, I can I could do that. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so one of my favorite stories with um with Addison and Corey is Addison as a five-year-old, he got from Santa a mushroom. In a gymnastics world, it's a training device for the pommel horse. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's just a, it's just a little small little round dome. It's got no not no pommel handles on there like a horse. But they train their circles, they do their circles around it. And Corey and I were watching football, NFL football. And Addison is just, you know, he's just working on his circles uh, off in the corner there and also watching, taking breaks and watching the football game. And then Corey makes a, you know, sleight of hand comment. He just goes, that doesn't look so hard. And I, I turned over. Okay. I said, what did you just say? And he goes, it goes, that that looks kind of easy. Like, oh, okay. And then I said, well, you know what? Why don't, why don't you try it? Why don't you try it? So he goes, he goes over. So he goes over. And so now, so he's, he's five years older. So Corey's 10. And, and Addison, to his credit, is teaching his older brother how to start. Um, you know, how to, cause he's trying to figure it out. He sees Addison. He can't quite get it. So Addison's like coaching him. Like, here's how you would start. Get your arms in this position. Then you want to swing. And then, all right. And so Corey practices, you know, and he's falling off, falling off. So finally he goes, okay, dad, I'm ready. Because how many how many circles you want me to do? And I said, Corey, just do one. And he goes, Oh, okay. just start small, there, buddy. Come on. <laughs> By the way, Addison was doing ninety. He was trying to get to a hundred, over a hundred, because his coach had a competition in a couple of weeks on who could do the most circles, unbroken on on a horse. And he said, You know, I'm trying to get to a hundred, right? Okay. So, so I said, Corey, just just do one. So he, so he's trying it and he's flipping off and, and, the, and the, and the more he's unsuccessful at it, the harder he tries, you know, Aww. you can see he's, he's getting up quicker, trying again, trying again. And finally he gives up and he, he sits on a couch next to me, exhausted. And he goes, dad, that's a lot harder than it looks. <laughs> Are you like, son, mark this as your first life lesson from your dear old dad. <laughs> Just do one. Oh, that's a good one. Well, so sounds, now you, oh, go ahead, John. Well, I was going to say, it's, you know, it sounds like all your kids are, are really driven. And that's, I think that's one thing that we love about Steph. Like, you know, I, a, lot, a lot of people don't know, besides the fact she makes CrossFit look so effortless and she's incredibly fit, but she's still studying. Like every time I talk to her, she's like, oh, I got to go study now. And, you know, this, this drive that she has, is that just inherent to your family or is that Steph specifically? She just just crazy driven like we continually see from her well that's that's definitely staff um she you know she gets she sets her mind to something um and then she'll go out and get it um you know we as parents right we just want to give them opportunities kind of like um you know if if you if if you kind of show them what what the values are of of you know of, of being a good citizen uh in this world 
I think you've done your job as a parent and you give them as many opportunities as, as you can to see if something sticks, right? Because there's nothing more, I think more valuable than having your child find a passion, right? And, and when they do, then you know that you really don't have to do, you don't have to motivate them a lot. You know, that motivation is going to come from themselves. I think, and, and, and stuff does that. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been easy. All we just try to do is we just encourage, you know, uh, be positive. Um, and that, that's all it takes. John, your girls are like that too. They find these things and they dig into, they're the coolest, like young girls that I know because they like just dedicate themselves to whatever it is that they're working on. Well, I mean, it sounds like George and I have kind of the same philosophy. I mean, that's just what you have to do. You, you raise your kids to be good people. Yeah. And you, you know, you give them exposure to a lot of different things and hope they latch on to something. And they usually do like kids find, you know, if you, if you give your kids freedom to do what they want, you know, with guidance, obviously, and, um, you know, you <laughs> and, encur- curfews. <laughs> and curfews and you encourage them, you know, I think, you know, that I think they will typically make good choices. And when they don't, you correct them and help them make good choices. But yeah, you said to be there for them and listen to them. And, you know, I've been lucky that they, they tend to do that. They're not, they're not athletes like Seth though, but you know, they're good at other things. And when you say correct them, you mean like with a, like a belt or like a wooden spoon? So Cause I'm a, trying to take notes here. No, you know, here's a, here's a funny thing. <laughs> so I grew up, I grew up in the deep South. Right. And this keep in mind, I was born in 1970. So in those days, you know, not only did parents whip their kids, but we get, we get whipped at school, like teachers. Right? <laughs> yep. and that was a regular occurrence. Right. And I knew it didn't work. Like I was raised getting beat. Like I knew that did not keep me from doing dumb things. So I said, when I had kids, I'm never going to whip my kids ever. Like I'll find other ways to punish them. And I did the whole time. They've literally never been touched. And uh, one time when they were, I forget how old they were, but they would have been younger than 12. We were in the South visiting my parents and they were acting like kids. And my dad goes in the room and is like, if you guys don't stop that, you're going to get a whipping. And Megan, the youngest, turns to him and she goes, what's that? And he just turns oh. to me. Like, he just looks at me. He's like, you know how disconcerting it is? I can't even threaten your kids. I'm like, what do you want from me? Like, yeah. <laughs> So they turned out okay, you know. So don't no. beat don't don't beat little Axel. That's all. Are I'm you saying. kidding me? I'm certainly <laughs> planning on I'm going to beat the crap out of this kid if he doesn't listen to me. Are you serious? I never got like the the backhand or anything growing up, but my mom somehow instilled this like just fear of God and the look that she would give me. You know what I mean? And that somehow was enough. But um, but Matt got the wooden spoon broken over his little butt when he was little, and I would like to bring that back. I, I always remembered, and I suspect it's the same for you, George, so tell me if I'm wrong here or not, but I, I had a really good dad, was always there for me, you know, kind of given the same stories that George has given, um, you know, exposed me to a lot of different things, and I was always more hurt by disappointing him yeah, of course. than the whippings. Mm-hmm. Right. And it, I'm making it sound like old Roy beat me senseless. He didn't for the record. Um, <laughs> but, but I mean, that's the thing. Like, and you know, that's, you know, I kind of feel like my girls are the same way. Like they just, 
you know, even at the age they are now, they don't want to disappoint me, you know? Makes sense. George, was there a spoon in your house growing up? Was there a spoon in your belt? Okay, good. See, it's totally normal, guys. Totally normal. Yeah, I grew up, I I was born in 1960, so you do the math. Now, the, um, I got spanked in kindergarten, so. Like in school? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, I still remember her, Mrs. Johnson. She, um, <laughs> what a bee. You know, she put the fear of God in me. She, um, so we were supposed to nap, like in kindergarten, you're supposed to nap, right? And you know, you, I don't, I don't know if they do it in kindergarten these days. I don't know. We brought these, these mats that you rolled up, yep. right? And then at nap time, you rolled them out and you're supposed to nap. I never napped as a kid ever. Okay. I still don't nap. Anyways. <laughs> So I'm talking, right? So in the, everyone's like either fake sleeping or actually sleeping. I'm, I'm talking to my best friend in, in the mat next door and she catches me. Of Uh-oh. course, I don't stop. And then, then of course, after a couple of times, that's when I get back into the closet there <gasps> and she gives me a one handed whoop right in the butt. Uh-uh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I remembered that. So I learned how to fake nap pretty quickly. <laughs> So the moral of the story is not listen to your teachers is I learned how to fake nap. <laughs> right. Raising kids in those days is far different than what you're going to do. Yeah. With. Well, I'm trying yeah. to bring it back is what I'm trying to say. Bring back the good old days. I got beat by my teachers in middle school. Middle, <laughs> like seventh. I remember said, this is absolutely true. Seventh grade. I was playing on the seventh grade basketball team. And I was a baller, by the way, in case anyone's wondering, but we were shooting free throws. It was like practicing. And if you missed a free throw, you got a lick. And they, and I don't mean like a light tap. I mean like a big paddle that the coach would hit you as hard as he could. That was their incentive to make free throws. You can't even make this up. I swear to God, it was terrible. Stop. I got really really good at free throws though, Nikki, really good at them. Okay. Not performing. That's, that's different than like being a little shit. Well, I was probably being a little shit. I mean, there's a chance. There's a chance. Yeah. So you both turned out just fine. I'm just saying, I feel like on my end, but George seems good. So (laughs) I'm just saying, I feel like it's fine to bring it back. Okay. That's all. I'm going to get this kid to listen someday. (laughs) somehow fear of nikki you gotta get that look the fear of nikki i want to be like on that look i want to like i want to have the scary look but then i want to be like don't make your dad get the spoon and have matt be the villain but like let's be honest i'm gonna be the one who's like shut up and listen and sit down and matt's gonna be like but he's so cute (laughs) he thinks it's gonna be the other way around but watch that's how it's really gonna be (laughs) i don't know I don't I know, you guys. Right. I think you're right. I know. So, George, fun. you um, you recently like packed up the whole family, right? Right, and you guys all went out to Granite and watched stuff at that competition. Oh yeah, it was great. So you know, we've been shut in right through what something called COVID happened. Uh, what is that? And it was just awesome. Like we're we're going right, and we just kind of pulled around and. And and Steph Sibs goes, yeah, we're going, we're going, yeah, yeah, and even uh, Addison's girlfriend from um, Iowa <clears throat> uh, was up was up for his graduation, and so we all were in Minnesota, and I've got a I've got family there, my my sister's there with my brother in law, and um, and 
And one of Addison's uh, senior teammates, uh, family, uh, lives in Minneapolis as well. So, so we got there like a week early and we kind of visited and I even, I even got, um, um, the family, they're the tailors, um, to come in on, on Friday and Saturday to watch. And they were, they had never seen a CrossFit competition. Oh, no way. Yeah. And now they're hooked. They're like, they're, they're so, they're so in awe of, uh, of, of the sport. Oh my gosh. How fun. I always think that's the best when people like really, I mean, you, the two of you went out to regionals and like, that is so much fun, but when you can get your whole family together and get a big group of people out there and you can always like see the little family cheering squad in the crowd, if there's like four or five or six people, you can always like hear them and see them. I think that's the most fun. But I think what's amazing is that whole boxes, uh, members of boxes will go and they'll work, they'll come with shirts and stuff. Right. Uh And I, I think it's awesome. So I've, I met a few of those in the audience and, and, you know, you're trying to sneak in the front row. Um, then you're usually crowded, right. And you're trying to, you know, cause you know, your, your kids can be performing right in front of you. And, and I found out like the magic ask was, Hey, that's my daughter. Can I just get in when, when her heat is on, can I sneak Aww. in there? And they're like, Oh yeah, here, come on. And like, it's like the parting of the red sea. People just go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, here comes, here comes, you know, the parent. Let them in, let them in. And then when the heat's over, I'm gracious enough. I'll say, Thank, thanks, God. you know, folks. I'm, you know, I'll. I'll <laughs> what you don't say is, I don't care about your kid. My kid's done, so I'm out of here. <laughs> uh, I haven't pulled that yet. But, you know, most of the parents are way bigger than I am. So, yeah. So. That's so fun. But I it was, love but that. The other funny thing was we were all there decked out in no bowl outfits i don't know if there was there's a we had we had to get a family photo of us all right you of course the noble family no but you know what is it a is it like a fashion faux pas if like none of us does crossfit and we're wearing you know so well first of all why doesn't anyone else in the chung family do crossfit that's the real question that is the real question (laughs) i mean come on y'all seem athletic enough i feel like don't let addison do it because he'd like go to games tomorrow and piss everybody off but i did say that i uh i can't say that i did my best to like market the the noble you know extra large uh line of uh attire <laughs> nice perfect i love it that's awesome I so like- you, you don't think you're gonna start crossfit anytime soon i mean Oh, my body's broken down. I, I'm resort. I'm resorted to uh, residing to just golfing. Oh, golfing umpiring is probably you know never too late to start, George. My dad started at seventy five. It's never too late. Wow, come on, think uh, about it. You could be sixty one with a six pack. <laughs> I don't mean abs. I mean you have to go buy beer, but you could still. But you, you know, do it. <laughs> I'm also a football coach, and I make my my players do burpees. I, I, I can't do a burpee. Well, if you're torturing your kids, that's probably good enough then. Yeah. Torture your own kids and torture the football team. We'll we'll cut you some slack on that. That's good. Yeah, I love it. Well, this has been fun. George, we're really excited you're able to come on and give us some dirt on stuff. So we'll we'll use all that against her. Her tripping in uh <laughs> her tripping before she did gymnastics. <laughs> Girl, we heard you was uncoordinated as hell. <laughs> Good thing you stumbled your way into the tumbling mat. <laughs> well, I, I can tell you as a father, George, you did a great job because we love Steph yeah. and she's damn near perfect. So 
really good job. Congratulations. Hope mine turned out that good, but yet, yet Same. to be. No worries. No worries. I'm just going to ship mine up to you. Is that cool, George? Here you go. <laughs> Teach him how to be. Thanks. You'll do fine. You know, no one gives you a handbook on parenting, right? So No, I keep looking for one, but I can't find it. <laughs> You'll be fine. We got to do... Um, We'll have to do like new parent classes, John. Like you'll have to teach me via on the podcast or via Zoom or something because I keep trying to find them around me and they're all virtual, which I understand because we're on the, you know, the tail end of COVID. But I was really hoping for some like in-person class so someone can teach me how to swaddle because I didn't know what I'm doing. Someone help me. So we'll have to do some new parent classes on the podcast. Swaddling was uh, never my strong point, but I got really good at ponytails for a while. Okay. Okay. Really good at ponytails. That was my thing. cool. So, got to do that when you're a girl, Dad. Got to learn to do it. So, all right. Well, George, thanks for joining. Yeah. Thanks for having me. That was, this was fun. Anytime. And Nikki, great to see you again. Five minutes later, of course. Likewise. Likewise. <laughs> all right, everyone listening, we appreciate you guys joining us, and we will chat with you all soon.